Joining us now in our studios, we have Sam Temple from Northfield Public Broadcasting. Morning, Sam. How are you doing today? Good morning. Staying dry. Yeah, staying dry. We've got a little rain coming down now, so yeah. uh, there you have it. At I least mean, it's not snow. At least it's not snow. You know, we've, we're talking, uh, we, Rich and I were talking mm-hmm. earlier today, and Rich uh, said, be sure to ask him about MACTA. I said, what is MACTA? And evidently, it's the Minnesota Association of Communi- uh, Community Telecommunication administrators yeah boy that's a mouthful it sure is (laughs) and that's why we call it macta (laughs) (laughs) no this is uh yeah it's a a trade group an association that uh is lobbying for you know different funding sources more funding and different funding sources than what it has been traditional so i thought we'd take a minute or so and and talk about what the traditional funding model is or used to be and what it's kind of morphed into now. Yeah, so uh, MACTA is a group of people like me from across the state who manage their uh, local public access television stations. Um, and we're really looking to modernize the funding method because there's one method that we've had since the 1980s and technology has changed a lot since then. Um, essentially how uh, we're funded is through uh, cable companies and because uh, cable companies need uh, access to the right-of-way. They need to use public land to get the cables into your house and onto telephone poles and underground. All of that is done on public land. Um, and you don't, you don't want to just let anybody who uh, anybody go in and do it. So uh, what the system that has been in place for the last 50 years is – there needs to be some sort of agreement with the local municipality, whether it's a city, a township, whatever, um, to say, hey, we want to provide this service to your community. We want to sell to your community. Um, they make a deal with the municipality to say, hey, we'll give you, we pay this much for a franchise fee. Um, and starting in the 80s, part of that deal was uh, you would also get multiple, a couple stations or one channel on television. Um, and that's how public television, public access cable has been funded for 50 years. It hasn't changed. Uh, what, what has changed is people getting cable TV. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And uh, oftentimes it's, you know, the company structure has also changed quite a bit for cable companies. There's been mergers. There's been uh, closures and sales and all that stuff. But uh, essentially you have the same cable company that 20 years ago would have been selling cable. Uh and that's how you get your TV or you're watching the Twins game or whatever. Uh, now, customers are still getting those things. You know, we're still able to watch the evening news. We're still able to watch WCCO. We're still able to watch uh, the Twins. But we're getting it through the Internet. We're getting it through streaming, through live streams, through on-demand. So the customer is getting the same product. But because it's not through cable... There is no franchise fee to fund public media. There's no, you know, slight percentage for uh, funding the things that don't make, you know, a profit. You know, NPB wouldn't make a profit. We're there for the public good. You know, we're there to uh, provide enrichment, to provide local stories that wouldn't make sense for a WCCO to do, you know, uh, eight videos a month about Northfield mm-hmm. as much as we'd like them to. Um, so that's why there's the the benefit. That's why we had the system in the first place in the 80s. And that's why we're trying to modernize it because uh, customers are still getting 
their TV. It's not that there's no demand for the things that are being put in, put out on television. The only difference is now you might be watching the game on Hulu or on MLB TV or YouTube uh, Premium, something like that. Uh, and the internet companies that are that used to sell cable um, are still selling their products. And there's just no benefit for um, the public access side of it. You know, do they, uh, you made the point, uh, they're using the public's infrastructure. Mm -hmm. Uh, The cable companies did, and and, and internet is uh, no different. I mean, Mm -hmm. a cable is a wire is a wire. Mm -hmm. Um, Do the city, does the city get uh, fees or anything from that on a regular basis from the users uh, Mm -hmm. that has not been designated for uh, community access? or? Essentially, and and Mm -hmm. part of the reason that we're doing this at the state level rather than um, all trying to happen at local municipalities is that kind of creates uh, an uneven structure. Because then, let's say, uh, uh, Sam Temple uh, Internet Service wants to come in, um, and he's selling to both Northfield and Faribault, um, and... Faribault says, well, sorry, we are going to charge you 4%. And then Northfield says, oh, but we won't. So then the people of, of Faribault then wouldn't get the, mm-hmm. that internet service. The reason that we want to do it statewide is so that there isn't a hodgepodge of these different things. There's a mechanism in place for funding this public media, and that's what it's there for. The uh, How is that effort going? Is mm-hmm. it uh, in its early stages? Has it been going on for a while? Are you making some headway? And where's the future going? Yeah, so we'll, we'll bring it back to MACTA there. Uh, the Minnesota Association of Community Telecommunications mm-hmm. Administrators, you know, has been working on this and, and doing research and trying to kind of pool their resources for the last few years. Uh, last November, I was elected to the uh, board of directors for MACTA, and I've been uh, co-chairing the legislative committee. Um, so there's been research uh, that's been going on trying to get uh, information out to our partners because, um, again, a lot of these uh, organizations are working on shoestring budgets. Um, so not everyone has the resources to be working with lawyers, be working with folks. So uh, this year, uh, the legislative committee and the board of directors uh, officially approved and hired a lobbying firm um, that specializes in telecommunications to try and get something passed at the state level, um, either this year or to lay the groundwork for the future. But our goal is to try and get something through this session. Mm -hmm. So we're in the very early stages. You know, the uh, state Congress is not in session yet. so it's just getting those initial meetings done with the key legislators. You know, part of the research that MACTA and the Legislative Committee has done is identifying, okay, who chairs what committees that something like this would go through? Who do we know that has a very active uh, public television station that they would be familiar with? And luckily, every legislator has at least one uh, PEG station, a public educational government station in their district. And think about election time. Uh, We don't uh, have a whole lot of state resources for covering who is going to be elected to represent Northfield locally. It's the League of Women Voters. It's these local groups that do these interviews. It's the local media that does it. Uh, And so actually the legislators are uniquely aware of how important and the niche that these uh, public television stations fill. So there's absolutely reason for optimism. Uh, There's reason for skepticism as well. It's hard to get anything passed. I mean, it takes years and years of effort. Um, 
but there's more reason for optimism today than there was yesterday. And if it doesn't work this year, there's more reason for optimism the following year. All right. Whatever it involves money, that uh, yeah. kind of adds a, a new dimension to it. So yeah. best of luck with that. Thank you. Yeah. And the key is, you know, uh, we're really just trying to modernize and keep up. We're, you know, the, the system that was put in place in the 1980s really brought a lot of good over the last 50 years. So our goal is to um, write something that, doesn't take away anything that opens the door for more stations across the state and will hopefully set us up for success for the next 50 years. Sam Temple is with us from uh, the uh, Northfield Public Broadcasting. Uh, you have been a full-timer for about almost two years now. Is it oh, going on a couple yeah, of years? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. How, is your staff grown? How, how, who do you have working uh, in the communications department? Yeah, there? so in, in the communications department, uh, we have a staff of uh, three people that are fully dedicated to, uh, that full-time people that are dedicated to communications. Then we have um, our supervisor uh, is uh, uh, Michelle. Michelle also uh, supervises the HR department. Um, and then we have a part-time uh, AV tech who does the video for the council meetings. That's uh, Jared Compton. Mm -hmm. He does a, a really incredible job handling just the increasingly complex uh, AV system that we have in the council chambers. You know, IT says that that is the most complex room. It's the most complex piece of machinery um, that the city has to oversee. It's There, there are so many different Fastest to that that I won't get into because it's really not going to be interesting on radio. You know, we've ventured the, in, into that whole video scene as well, you know, with Lance yeah. and uh, Northfield, uh, uh, Northfield Live. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It, it makes my head spin. Yeah, so. it's a lot. And then getting the live stream and all that. So Jared mm -hmm. does really wonderful work. Um, I work closely with Kara Trigstad, who's our communications specialist. Um, and she does, you know, uh, any any press release, overseeing social media, um, really making sure that we uh, dot our I's, cross our T's, and uh, overseeing the website. You know, all that stuff is really uh, on Kara, and she does an incredible job with that huge lift. And then Claudia Garcia is our uh, city translator, our Spanish mm -hmm. translator, um, and she'll do things from press releases to social media posts to scripts that I'm working on. Uh, but then also if there's a certain uh, potential new ordinance that's coming up, it's going through pages and pages of city documents to make all that happen. Um, so it's a, it's a small team, but for a city the size of Northfield, it's, it's pretty considerable. Um, but Northfield has the appetite for it. Northfield has the appetite for that much civic information, that much uh, proactive communication. Um, so, and there's always more to improve. That's one thing that Northfield is always very strong on is there's always something to be done better. There's always something to improve. And that's something that the communications department uh, agrees with. And we're, we're uh, you know, done is better than uh, perfect. We want to keep moving forward. We want to get things out because having, a piece of information out uh, that might be uh, imperfect is better than having no information out for the public. Uh, but we just try and raise the bar every time we put something out. And uh, so it's been a lot to reflect since I uh, started part-time and then became full-time, just how much our production process has improved and evolved over time. Yeah, we're running out of time. But mm -hmm. uh, lastly, uh, what have you been working on? What's uh, what's uh, going on at uh, NTV, some of the projects from uh either last month or coming up this month yeah so there's a, a 
the, we're always getting enrichment pieces. So whether it's the uh, ribbon cutting for uh, the new townhomes uh, or the uh, celebrating the funding for uh, Milltown State Trail, there's all those civic pieces. If you want to stay up to date on the project uh, with the Archer House, um, there's a video there explaining every step of the process. And folks should know that there's actually been additional places for uh, input uh, for the public and oversight, so uh, folks should stay abreast there. And, of course, KYMN has wonderful coverage of that, keeping folks abreast of that. Uh, There's information on the potential options for what might be done with the Ames Mill Dam. Uh, And, of course, we're coming up on Veterans Day this week. So uh, every year we work with Beyond the Yellow Ribbon to help uh, put programs together. And uh, last year we interviewed uh, veterans from the Korean War. Um, and this year we interviewed a couple of veterans from the Vietnam War. Um, so next week you'll be able to see my interviews with those two gentlemen. Um, that's one of my favorite things that I get to do is to interview people, talk about their lives, and specifically the, the unique stories of service members. So I hope folks will tune in to uh, will both attend the Beyond the Yellow Ribbon Veterans Day event this weekend um, and watch those interviews uh, with those veterans. Yeah, fascinating. That's definitely worth a watch. Sam, thank you so much for coming in. Much thank appreciated. So much. We'll talk to you next month. We'll see you. Sam Temple from Northfield Public Broadcasting.